0: Into another wonderful whisper in the wings from Stage Whisper. We are joined by two phenomenal artists today from a fantastic company that we have had the privilege of both speaking with and covering. Today, joining us, we have the performers Maximilian McDonald and Libby Lindsay. They're the performers who are portraying the roles of Romeo and Juliet in the New Place Players presentation of The Mask of Night, a Romeo and Juliet cabaret. It's playing March 8th through the 10th at Casa Clara. And you can get your tickets and more information by visiting eventbright.com. As I mentioned, we had the immense pleasure of covering last year's production of Othello by this company. And it was so wonderful. And they're back with this great new rendition of Romeo and Juliet. So why don't we dive more into it by welcoming on our guests, Maximilian Libby. Welcome to Whisper in the Wings from Stage Whisper.
1: (laughs) Thanks so much for having us, thank you.
0: I am so happy to have the two of you here. I mean, we couldn't be speaking to two more perfect people. The the performers playing Romeo and Juliet, this is amazing. And this great new show that the two of you are a part of, The Mask of Night, Romeo and Juliet Cabaret. How wonderful. Libby, could we start with you by having you tell us a bit about this show?
2: Sure, sure. Well, it's called The Mask of Night because it originally started with just the scenes between Romeo and Juliet that were all under The Mask of Night. So that's kind of where the show originated. And then there's beautiful music in between scenes that kind of really like elevate the whole thing into telling this epic, epic
0: story. That's a little bit about the show. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. (laughs) Maximilian, how did you come upon this piece?
1: Sure. So, um, Yeah, so Livy and I actually, we just graduated from the Actor's Studio Drama School. And Craig, the artistic director of, Craig Bacon, the artistic director of the New Place Players, he was our our later voice teacher and so he saw me and Libby getting up once or twice or maybe three times with our Romeo and Juliet speeches and he sort of whispered to us after class, hey we should do this, we should do something with this and I, we were both just like so ecstatic to even be considered for such a piece so we started tinkering with it like Libby said, started with like those speeches, piecing it together and you know from the onset from the onset music is a part of the process it's it's an intertwining of these of these two elements yeah working creatively together so that was how it sort of developed and yeah craig's amazing such a such a huge fan and so grateful to him that is amazing
0: so these these roles this this relationship has has spread beyond this particular production which is amazing Maximilian, sticking with you, I'm curious to know what has it been like developing this piece?
1: Oh my gosh, It's been, uh, it's been amazing, honestly, it's been a real roller coaster because you know, like I said, we, we started off with these small sections, these small chunks, and we've added in characters, we've added in elements and new scenes, and, and we've built on it in a really gradual way. I mean, I first started really fully working on this like almost two years ago. So we would pick it up and then work on it for a bit, show it to some people and then move on and then add more elements. And it's been really gradual. So I've been in lots of different stages of my life, which has been really lovely. And also it's unique in the process because, like I said, adding these music elements from the, from the start, you know, it's a conversation. It's a conversation between, between atmospheric sounds and, and music and, and how we can feed each other. So that's really integral to the company, and you know, working with Libby, oh, it's just like I don't have to do much work. <laughs> I just look at her, and it's all in front of me. So it's it's wonderful, really.
0: That is beautiful. I love it, Libby. Same question. I mean, what has it been like developing the piece for you? It's been really cool. It's been really cool. I think like
2: it's been cool to work on it with like a best friend, like Max and I. Like went through school together. So that's been fun to have this together, and like build off of that friendship, I think, does a lot for for our characters. And so that's been super fun.
0: I love it. I absolutely I mean, I have said before you can really tell when actors are fully invested or they have those like offstage relationships of any kind, you know. Because okay. it just brings that that little extra oomph to the performance, you know? So that's so wonderful. Now, with this piece, I mean, it, it does still have the classic tale of Romeo and Juliet in it. Is there a message or thought that you're hoping audiences will take away from your show? And, livia I'd love to start with you on that.
2: Yeah. I hope they take away a sense of hope. I think that's a, like an overall theme of like we're telling this this epic story and it's tragic but through it there is hope Is i hope is the tech the takeaway of of this play yeah
0: fantastic maximilian how
1: about you yeah it's uh it's a really interesting question i mean for me when i when i think about this play and the journey that you know we've been on and how long i've worked on it what's been really nice is to feel personally how it's opened me up for my capacity to love another person and ultimately you know there's it's 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 so present within this piece you know the love that these two people have this sort of undying bond and you know that that we can share in that that people you know that that isn't so far away today you know we just have to to take a step towards that like Libby said like hope and and love that big themes but it's something incredibly tangible and I see it now more than ever as a choice so
0: that is so delightful I love that great ideas you're hoping to convey with this incredible piece this classic story my final question for this first part is who do you hope have access to the Mask of Night, a Romeo and Juliet cabaret, and Maximilian. I'd love to start first with you.
1: Sure. I mean, my my ultimate answer is going to be, you know, I hope everyone has access to this. I hope we can perform it as much as possible and get as many people in the room as possible. I mean, that ultimately would make me really, really happy. So yeah, it might. For me, it's not it's not necessarily the most specific answer, but you know. I just think that if we can get as many people to see this and to be affected by it, that's ultimately a win, you know?
0: Absolutely. Oh, I love it. Libby, what about you? Who do you hope have access to your work?
2: I would say the same thing. Everyone. Yeah, and I know that there are, like, ideas of future iterations of this project, of, like, taking it to schools or maybe doing, like, a version with a different cast in in Spanish, which would be super cool. So I hope that those also get to get to come to a relationship
0: well for the second part of our interview we love giving our listeners a chance to get to know our guests pull that curtain back if you will And I want to start with our perennial first question for our guests, which is what or who inspires you? What playwrights, composers or shows have inspired you in the past or are just some of your favorites?
1: And Maximilian, may I start with you first on this? Sure, of course. Some of the things that inspired me, some of the plays that I've seen. I mean, I always think back to I Saw Network. At the National Theatre in London, and that that changed my world. That was with Bryan Cranston in the in the in the lead role there. Or Angels in America, I saw on Broadway with Andrew Garfield, Denise Gough, Nathan Lane, so many phenomenal names in that show, and that was again really really formative. So yeah, in terms of plays, like those two really stand out to me. Playwrights and writers, I mean, I, I'm I'm a massive fan. Of, a mentee you know just a follower a disciple of Kate Billingsley a writer here in New York she has her play American Rock going up at La Mama uh, La Mama sorry this this coming March and it is it's going to be phenomenal I've seen many iterations of that play and she is such a talent and inspires me every day so Kate Billingsley Edward Allen Baker he sadly passed not too long ago but again Libby and I were were taught and mentored by Ed at school alongside the wonderful playwright faculty there. So yeah, those are a couple. I just recently saw Maestro, Bradley Cooper's new film. And that, again, it just reminded me of all these old sort of composers that I'm a fan of. And yeah, I've always been a fan of Mahler's Symphony Number no. 5. So like, you know, everything, but I listen to everything music-wise. Like I, I write music, I play music in the show. And so yeah, really I don't know, like a rich, diverse group of people. I've been listening to a lot of old jazz and blues lately. <laughs> That's a wonderful list, though. I love that.
2: <laughs>
0: Libby, what or who inspires you? Oh my goodness. So
2: many things are inspiring me at the moment. My friends are really inspiring at the moment and, like, family That's kind of not super specific. Will Arbery is a playwright that I love. Angels in America. Yeah, I just saw the play appropriate and loved it. That's been inspiring. I'm a massive uh, Chekhov person. So like anything Chekhov, I love. Yeah, the seagull, yeah. Those are, nature's inspiring me a lot right now. I've got a lot of plants. I'm going through a plant phase and that's been inspiring.
0: (laughs) that is a fantastic list i love some wonderful names on that as well some great artists so thank you for those well both of you have kind of alluded to this but i would still love to know i know you're busy getting ready for your show but have either of you seen any great theater lately that you might be able to recommend for our listeners
2: i mean i loved appropriate that was great this one's kind of dated, but I saw Wet Brain at Playwrights Horizons. It was over the summer. So like, it's not playing right now, but whatever has a different like run. It was so good. Like one of the best plays I've seen in a really long time. So that one was also super inspiring.
1: That was a great, great show. Just stunning
0: cast.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I saw the Motive in the queue just recently because I got back from London. And it's about, you know, Richard Burton and Sir John Gielgud and the story of them making Hamlet. And it was just phenomenal. And I really hope that they do a a U.S. run, maybe bring it over to Broadway, because that was just truly fantastic. Johnny Flynn Flynn and Mark Gattis in the leading roles. It was phenomenal. That sounds incredible. I'm with you. I hope that comes over here. (laughs)
0: Wonderful suggestions. Thank you both for those. I want to ask the two of you now, what is your favorite part about working in the theater? And Libby, I'm going to start first with you on that.
2: I think it's the the communal experience and like the visceral, like can't even really put it into words, connection between actors, be, between oneself and their own soul and audience and it's it's an art form that's in the present moment which i love so that's what draws me to theater.
0: that's fantastic well put love it maximilian how about you what is your favorite part about working
1: it's gonna be tough to answer that without saying what libby said (laughs) you know i think it i i totally agree though you know it's it's something that you can't you, you know there's no redos in in live theater there's no set you know there's only happy accidents and you know there's a beautiful thing about that kind of atmosphere and being in a room with people and acknowledging that and i think that that's something that's really special about this production is that we're not rejecting anything it's we are in this space all together and it's here and now and and also you know the the, one of the biggest things that i love the most is getting to spend so much time with Such wonderful people, you know? Everyone in this team has just been, you know, we've become this family away from family. And I can definitely say that about Lib, you know, like me and Libby know each other for so long and worked together for so long. And, And it's that kind of camaraderie that, you know, you build these really thick relationships, which are just so beautiful and special.
0: Such a lovely answer. Both of you, that was fantastic. And now it leads us to my favorite question to ask guests, which is what is your favorite theater memory?
2: The one that popped into my mind first is in undergrad, I worked on the Danube and that I think was one of the first times where I realized how much bigger theater could be like beyond myself and how it could yeah, really try and make change and reflect our world and ask important questions. That it was like, it was bigger than myself and just because I liked, like that I enjoyed. It was more than just because I enjoyed doing it. It was for a greater purpose that could hopefully benefit the world in some way. And so that was like my first experience with like a play that felt really profound and and meaningful uh, to me and, and the production and so, yeah, that that's an experience that's special to me. And then, yeah, the other one would be, I think, my thesis production that, like, Max and I were both in the same thesis production for, for our MFA. And that was, that was Heroes of the Fourth Turning. And that was such a special experience because it was, like, my best friends, like, getting, like, all of them in one play. And so that was, like... And we got to work on it for a year. So that was... It was just, I remember while we were doing the run of it being like, I will never have an experience like this again. And it was just so special. So yeah, those are the two ones that come to my mind.
0: That's wonderful. What incredible memories. Thank you for sharing those. Maximilian, how about
1: Uh, you? Yeah, uh, so Libby was also phenomenal in that play, by the way, in Heroes of the Fourth Turning, And I feel like a year even though it sounds like a long time, it's like, you know, that just isn't long enough to work on that play. Will Arbery, such a talent. And yeah, wow. That I've gotta say, that's a really good one. And I wish I'd thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I I I think of the day that I knew I wanted to be an actor. I I was doing I was doing Animal Farm at school. We we're doing a production of that. And I had the most amazing drama department at school, who they said, Hey, look, we've got this kind of like Gosh, this kind of like traverse stage, and we're gonna fill it with soil. And so, you know, we had this complete soil stage, and I was walking around as this horse. And I just had an amazing moment at the end of the night where it was our final show. You know, my parents were in the audience. I look around and I see, you know, the effect that this play had had on people. And and I I knew that night. I said, you know, I I went home and I said to my parents, I was like, I I'm gonna I'm going to pursue acting. I'm going to be an actor. And, you know, at school, we talk about the moment the fire is lit, you know, the moment that the bug is caught. And so for me, that was, you know, one of my most treasured memories, because immediately they said all the things that parents, you know, maybe should say, which is, are you sure? And I very quickly dismissed any any notions of of not doing it. So that's one of my most treasured memories. And I've had so many wonderful ones since that have stretched and grown me, but making more as we speak, which is, is really special.
0: Oh, that's so lovely. Wonderful memories from both of you. Thank you so much for sharing those. As we wrap things up here, I would love to know, do either of you have any other upcoming projects or productions coming on the pipeline that we might be able to plug for you?
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, well, but this this show, you know, we've got this and then there's the potential for more of these happening all over. So stay tuned is what I would say. We're going to have there's potential for this show being taken all over the place. You know, we've got various different venues and interesting spaces and and things like that. I've got Libby's actually got a plug for you, Lib. You've got a film coming out.
2: Oh yeah, well, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> it will, it will come out.
1: <laughs> so yeah, follow Lib for that, and then I've got a couple short films coming out. I'm working on some projects at the Actor Studio, including a production of Three Sisters, where I'm playing Baron Tuzenbach, and that. And so that's been an amazing journey as well. But yeah, I think the best thing would be to stay in touch with what the New Place players are doing, and and stay in touch with us on all of our various means and, and methods. Lib's film is, it, what's the name of the film again, Lib?
2: Called Out in the Light. And yeah, yeah hopefully in the fall, it'll be, it'll be out.
1: And all of my projects will be out in in sort of like May time. They're going to do the festival circuits and whatnot. And my uh, actor studio work isn't actually sadly open to the public, but obviously we have this wonderful project, which is. so. That
0: is amazing. And a great lead-in to my final question, which is, if our listeners would like more information about The Mask of Night, a Romeo and Juliet cabaret, or about either of you, perhaps they'd like to reach out to you. How can they do so?
1: You can follow everything to do with the New Place Players on their Instagram. It is, I believe, New Place Players. Correct me if I'm Wrong, but you will find it if you search that and they also have a website which can also be linked through their instagram too. the new place players online and then for me maximilian mcdonald you can find me on instagram and i've got a website all that stuff at maximilian.mcdonald yes a long long name but try i'll, I'll be on that
2: <laughs> yeah and then the new place players website is newplaceplayers.org like that there like we that. go and
1: then
2: I also have an Instagram
0: if people want to follow it. It's at EJ Lindsay. Wonderful. Well, Maximilian, Libby, thank you both so, so much for taking the time to stop by and share this incredible show. So excited about it. So excited about it. And I can't wait to see where it goes next, which is also very exciting. But truly, thank you so much for your time today. This has been absolutely
1: lovely. Absolute pleasure. Thank you so much.
0: My guests today have been the performers who are portraying the roles of Romeo and Juliet, Maximilian McDonald and Lin- Libby Lindsay. They're part of New Place Players presentation of The Mask of Night, a Romeo and Juliet cabaret. You can catch the show March 8th through the 10th at Casa Clara and tickets and more information are available at eventbrite.com. We also have some contact information for our guests, which we will be including in the episode description as well as on the social media posts, but make sure you get your tickets. This is an incredible experience. The venue is gorgeous. New place players puts on some fantastic works and this one is no, this one is not short of any of that. So The show again is The Mask of Night, A Romeo and Juliet Cabaret, happening March 8th through the 10th. So until next time, I'm Andrew Cortez, reminding you to turn off your cell phones, unwrap your candies.
2: Keep talking about the theater.
0: In a stage
1: whisper. Thank you.
0: If you like what you hear, please leave a five-star review, like, and subscribe. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram at StageWhisperPod.
2: And feel free to reach out to us with your comments and personal stories at StageWhisperPod at gmail.com.
0: And be sure to check out our website for all things Stage Whisper and theater. You'll be able to find merchandise, tours, tickets, and more. Simply visit StageWhisperPod.com. Our theme song is Maniac.